0: to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in greater Los Angeles where we focus on the South Bay markets of Palos Verdes, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, and Hermosa Beach. We're stoked to have another episode with you guys this week. It is officially Tuesday, November 1st of 2022 i can't believe it the year is flying by only two more months of the year left just had a great halloween with the family hope you guys got out and did some great trick-or-treating and are avoiding that sick bug that seems to be going on we got sick babies at home sick wife i've been lucky to avoid all those sicknesses out there but i'm sure my luck is about to run out so hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season coming up here And staying happy and healthy, we've got another action-packed, info-packed session for you guys today. This is actually going to be the final podcast until we start having some guests on the show, which I'm really pumped about. A lot of you have been asking about guests. So starting next week, we're going to have our first guest and we've got a couple of interviews lined up for local South Bay guests, whether they're residents of specific areas, whether they focus on design or architecture or our other agents that we can learn from on the show. So I'm really excited about having guests and we're going to sprinkle in new episodes where it's just me delivering delivering on local market data, affordability, and latest marketing happening. So I think we're going to get some great breadth with depth over the next few months. And I can't wait to deliver this for you on the podcast, in addition to everything we do on the weekly blog posts and our Instagram channel. So without further ado, we're going to get into our topics today. Number one, since it's November 1st, I'm going to be sharing fresh October data. This is basically going to be your most up-to-date information on what's going on in South Bay real estate. Number two, a success story with clients with something that I preach constantly on the Instagram page, blog, and here on this show. I'm going to get into the details of this success story. And number three, I want to emphasize doing the little things right in this market A lot of times you can get away with doing the little things not completely up to speed in the hot market. We are now in a shifting, slowing, uncertain market, whatever you wanna call it. You have got to do the little things right. So I'm gonna talk about that in an example on the show today as well. So let's get into it. Topic number one fresh October data. So if you guys read my weekly blog, if you keep up with the podcast, You're probably already really up to date on data. You already know from last podcast that we had a property in Rancho Palos Verdes sell 10% less, almost $200,000 less than basically a direct comp. You know things are shifting. I want to take the October data and give this to you because you're going to know exactly what's going on on top of what you already follow. Now, I'm not going to just take one month because one month isn't enough information, as you know. You know I like to report on big numbers, quarterly numbers over last year's quarterly numbers. So what I'm going to be doing is taking the 12-month rolling average because I think that smooths out a lot of discrepancies between months. And now that we're shifting from kind of this hot market that stopped, kind of ended at the beginning of the year, and now we've had a good six months or longer – To see this shift, the rolling 12-month average is really going to be a great indicator of what we're seeing going on. So numbers, the numbers I pulled today were sales, not medium prices, but sales. And I wanted to show off sales because it shows the transaction volume. Normally, slowing sales are an indication of a slowing market, less transactions going on, fine, great, grand. When you see slowing markets, you typically see rising inventory as well. So I'm going to be looking at sales plus inventory and see what that might tell us now with the October numbers. Let's start with sales. I'm going to go through zip codes. So 90275, sales are down 20%. Rolling 12 months over rolling 12 months. 90275 is typically a majority of Rancho Palace Verdes. 90274, sales are down 25%. Rolling 12 months over 12 months, that's typically Rolling Hills Estates, Palace Verdes Estates, and Behind the Gates. 90266, Manhattan Beach, sales are down 31% year over year. 90254, that's the Hermosa Beach zip code, sales are down 26%. And then moving on to Redondo, I'm going to give you South Redondo and then North Redondo, 90277, which is South Redondo Beach and a little bit of Hollywood Riviera, down 21%. And then 90278, North Redondo, down almost 30%. 5% on sales. Now you guys remember again, people get confused. They think these are prices. No, these are sales. So just fewer transactions. And as we've harped over and over again, oftentimes this is a combination of high prices and low affordability because of interest rates, and we're seeing it with a slowdown in sales. Everywhere across the board from Palace Verdes to Manhattan Beach in the South Bay Beach Cities and Palace Verdes Peninsula markets that I cover, we are seeing slowing sales across the board. Normally, slowing sales of this magnitude indicate a huge market slowdown. Well, let's look at inventory. If there's fewer sales and inventory is coming out at the same pace, you'd normally see rising inventory, putting more sellers, more pressure on sellers. I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Let's now look at active inventory, active homes for sale. Going right back down, 90275, RPV. Active inventory is down almost 7%. 90274, the remainder of the hill, down almost 13% for active inventory. Manhattan Beach, active inventory is down 34%. That's huge. 90254, Hermosa Beach, active inventory down another huge number, 32%. And then South Redondo, Hollywood Riviera, active inventory almost 23%. And North Redondo down just under 16%. So what do we gather here as I've given you tons and tons of numbers? Sales are down. But inventory is down too. And I think that's a function of sellers know the market is shifting. Sellers know there's a little bit of uncertainty in the market and that buyers are a little bit more tepid. And guess what? They don't have to sell. They have interest rates at 3%. A lot of people are now looking at six to 7% interest rates. There's not a lot of incentive for sellers to sell and roll into another property when their interest rate's gonna be more than double what they have. And most of the sellers have significant equity where. They don't know where to put the money. They feel comfortable with the piece of real estate they own. They cash flow. Their property tax is super low on it compared to prices today. Inventory is not rising with those falling sales, which I find fascinating. On top of all these numbers, guys... I look then at median prices because that's what everyone cares about. Median prices on a rolling 12-month average now that we ended October yesterday. All of these areas are at or very near record highs on a rolling 12-month average for median prices. That is amazing. So we have sales falling in a big way. We have inventory falling to offset those slowing sales but prices are remaining high now that will probably change when we report on q4 numbers because three months of data versus last year's three months of data is most likely not going to be as strong but when you average it out over 12 months we're still keeping up with those record prices i do believe we're going to see a dip quarter over quarter but the market remains resilient i'm going to highlight two more items or excuse me the weak markets versus the strong markets and how their inventory and sales compare. Now, let's look at this. Palace Verdes, I've been calling a pandemic market. That is a marketplace that has seen prices fall, at least in certain areas of RPV that we've studied. And what's interesting is, is 90275, sales are down 20%. But inventory is only down 6.8%. So sales are down a lot more than inventory's down. And we're seeing the weakness on Palace on the Palace Verdes Peninsula, just like PVE, Rolling Hills Estates, 90274, sales are down 25%, but inventory is only down 12.9%. So the inventory isn't falling as fast as the sales. In the other weaker market, North Redondo, same thing. Sales are down 34%, which is a big number, but inventory is only down 15%. So those weaker markets aren't keeping pace. We're on the flip side, Manhattan Beach. Sales are down a big number, 31% but its inventory is down 34%, so a greater drop in inventory than sales. And we're seeing that in Hermosa, where their sales are down 26%, but their inventory is down 32%. So the weaker markets are seeing their sales drop, but their inventory is dropping but not by enough whereas the stronger market sales are dropping but their, their inventory is dropping even faster very interesting dichotomy it's early it's really diving deep in the numbers but the long and the short of it still at record highs pv peninsula weaker the numbers show that the medium prices are starting to show that and then you've got areas like North Redondo that are struggling a little bit more because of interest rates, but the desirable parts of the beach cities South Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan Beach, still darn strong. So there are the fresh, fresh numbers for you. I hope that gives you some great insight into this market. We're going to move on to topic number two, a success story. You guys, I get so fired up If you followed my blog for the last seven years, if you've been following the podcast or my Instagram page, you know I am a big believer in income properties. So much so that I rented for the first 15 years of my life after college and I purchased income properties instead of my own home. And that's worked out just fine for me. I wouldn't do it any other way. And I still preach to clients and first time homebuyers going, look, Your home will be more affordable if you buy a duplex because you get rental income that comes in, or a triplex, you can move out, rent your unit, you have a cash-flowing piece of real estate, and you can buy a home down the road. I have clients that took me up on that offer. We've had clients take me up on that offer in the past, but with the pandemic, everyone was focused on homes. Now that we are at just 16% affordability and likely less, it is very hard to make Homes, pencil, with current interest rates and the rents we're seeing out there, which you guys saw in my last podcast, we had clients who live by the beach who made the decision going, hey, we're going to buy a duplex or a triplex, live in it for a year or two or three. We can move back to the beach as renters or buy a property in a few years after that, but we want to own an income property. We want to make our payment more affordable, and we want to have a cash-flowing investment whenever we moved out. And that happened with a closed sale last week for us. We had clients living in Redondo Beach, who went to Lomita Pines, probably the Beverly Hills of Lomita, if you're not familiar with it. It borders Rolling Hills Estates. It's called Lomita Pines because it sits up on a hill, has mature pine trees that were planted decades ago, and feels like an extension of Palos Verdes. This is an R1 marketplace, lots of single-family homes, lots of generational ownership, But Lomita typically has building codes that follows LA County, so you have a lot of wonderful ADU conversions, a few grandfathered duplexes and triplexes, and opportunities to turn in more ADUs and even lot splits. These clients of mine bought a beautiful two-on-a-lot property on a corner lot with detached units. Let me tell you about this property. It Feels like a single-family home property because the corner lot has the main home on the corner with beautiful landscaping and its own driveway and garage. And on the other side of the corner is a detached rental unit and driveway. So they look like separate homes and properties, separate backyards, they have all that. But the clients own both units even though they feel like two single-family homes. So what my clients did was... Because Lomita Pines is more affordable, they were able to qualify for a 3.5% down FHA loan, which is incredible. You can't get that done in the Beach Cities or Palos Verdes. They got that done. They saved their 20% down payment, only put 3.5% down. They now are moving into the main house that was two bedrooms The seller vacated the two-bedroom unit. They're going to rent that at top-of-the-market rents by putting in some very light, smart improvements, and their unit can very easily have a wall walled off on a living area with a permit to make it a three-bedroom home. So instantly, they're moving into a very affordable three-bedroom home with very minimal down payment, and their two-bedroom rental is going to bring in over $2,000 a month in rental income, making this almost as affordable as their combined rent. It's actually a couple, one lives in Redondo beach, one lives in Irvine, and they are consolidating that payment into owning a property. What's more about this property is it has an attached garage, but separate from the other property. And there is a step down into an office and bathroom that is on the same grade as the garage. That's huge. Because they can convert their garage to an ADU and they already have a bathroom on the grade and they already have water and sewer hookups to add a kitchen and then make the garage into a huge one bedroom living space with separate living quarters or family room, whatever you want to call it in the ADU to bring in additional rental income. So these clients are buying a home with a detached two-bedroom rental and can easily convert their ADU with the 16.5% down payment money that they saved. They're going to end up being below their rent. And whenever they move out, they can rent their three-bedroom unit for even more rent. Their strategy here is is they're going to own a million-plus-dollar property, pay less than rent, put very little down, And if and when interest rates come down, they'll refinance into a lower rate since rates are sky high, they're adding value by converting the garage, they'll get rid of their mortgage insurance payment, and they'll be able to cash flow this property when they move in. It's a deal I'm so fired up on, and I think this is going to be something buyers can take advantage on into 2023. As interest rates remain high, income properties are not going to sell at a premium, and if you're willing to move into one of the units, add value, and work the property, you're going to get lower and lower prices. You're going to make your housing payment affordable as rent or even lower. You're going to put very low down payment, and refinancing down the road's going to make you great, great real estate investments. Whenever you move out and hold the property in cash flow, you can move back to the beach as a renter, or you can go buy another property, do the same thing, rinse and repeat over and over again. Last but not least, of course, it's a long shot, but Lomita really allows the lot splits. They're progressive, and these clients may actually even be able to split the lot sell off their two-bedroom unit, recoup way more than half of what they purchased the property, probably three-quarters, close to three-quarters of what they purchased the property for, and then own a duplex for half the cost, 25% of the cost, and really cash flow. So I'm super fired up about this deal. I don't talk about individual clients, but you guys, Lomita Pines, Old Torrance, Walteria, These are areas I like in the South Bay where you can pick off amazing duplex and triplex deals, have affordable payments, create Big real estate wealth upside down the road and just our smart investment decisions if you're willing to get a little bit creative. So I'm fired up on that story. Last but not least, topic number three, I'm gonna talk about doing the little things right. Okay. You guys, you always have to do the little things right in real estate. When you're a buyer, you got to get pre-approved. You got to know how you're gonna negotiate the deal. You got to know how you're gonna ask for requests for repairs, how you're gonna negotiate termites or rent bat, et cetera. You've got to be prepared as a buyer. The same goes as a seller. And sellers the last year or two have been able to be lazy because this market was so hot and people were desperate for homes. But the old adage that I've hit you guys with, and if you look at my Instagram page, I think we do a great job of explaining it in 25 seconds or less, is you always paint carpet and stage. Paint carpet and stage, it's non-negotiable. That is what you need to do to get top dollar for your home. It is so easy, it is so affordable, and it returns so much more on your investment. You have got to do it every single time. Now, the past two years, sellers have been able to get away with it, but the sellers who even did it over the past two years likely earned a premium on their sales price as well. There was a home I want to bring your attention to on 18 Santa Bella Road in Rolling Hills Estates. This property came out. In May of this year, asking 2.3 and change, 2.38 I think was the exact number, it was an old home probably owned for about 40 years. The sellers listed it, they cleaned it, but it needed paint, it needed flooring work, it needed staging, and buyers weren't creative enough to see themselves in this home. Even the professionals probably had trouble envisioning this home, but they didn't do the bare minimum. It was vacant. It didn't look good. It didn't inspire anyone to purchase this property. They cut their price over two to three months, $410,000. They were all the way down to 1.97 and pulled the home off the market. That is a huge reduction, huge miss on pricing, and a failed listing, which is something you never want to have. These sellers, though, course corrected, came back to the market two weeks later, and they had freshly painted the property cleaned up the floors and put in lovely staging the home looked a world of difference if you check my instagram page and find that reel you'll see the pictures but you guys they came back on the market at 1.99 million remember they had started at 238 and canceled at 1.97 they came back out at 1.99 with paint carpet and staging they went over asking to 2.3 million almost their original asking price back in May. And you guys, that is up against rising, surging interest rates, buyers getting more bold that they don't have to spend the money, and they got an incredible result on their investment of painting, carpet, and staging. They probably spent no more than $20,000 and ended up selling $300,000 more than if someone had written them an offer at 1.97 when they canceled. And they could have lost a lot of money if they actually made a deal then. So the moral of the story is of this guys is you can kind of get away with being lazy in a hot market, but you're still not going to sell for top dollar in a shifting market with slowing sales and emboldened buyers. You have to do the little things right. Paint carpet staging is the bare minimum. There's a lot of strategies we can come up for you to do even more. And on the flip side of that, you guys, buyers, if you see an old home that doesn't have paint, carpet, and staging, that's cut multiple times by big numbers, go in and lowball that even more. Because just with a minor investment of painting, cleaning up floors, a few minor rehab details when you own that home, you're probably going to increase the value of your home and have a huge, amazing deal. I'm not saying to flip in this market, but that's where you can take advantage of this market is finding the sellers that aren't doing the details right. So, sellers... Paint carbon stage, buyers get opportunistic in this shifting market if people aren't doing the little things right. That is the podcast for this week, you guys. October data, slowing sales, but still record high and medium prices on 12-month averages, but the markets that are slower, their inventory is not falling as fast as their sales. Success story, guys, I think it's going to be a trend in 2023 income properties, where you're going to make your best deals, get affordable payments and build upside for the future. And then topic number three, you guys do the details right. That's the podcast. Have a great November. I can't wait to share the next episode with our new guests. Thanks for joining us again on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Until next time, have a great day. See ya.